Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Yes, yes, welcome back um, to Hardcore Listing with Chris and Stu. How is everyone? Good weekends, I trust. Um... We just had uh, the la- another We Are Lizards, um, which I can't remember a great deal of. Um, it was fun though, tray fun, from what I've been told. Um, thanks for downloading and subscribing. This is Hardcore Listing, where we invite a different guest on each week to talk through their top five of a subject they choose. Um, this week... I was very glad to be able to have one of my friends on, Ed Kiggins, who Stuart and Scroobius get a little bit jealous of, because he's my new favourite person. You will find out how we all came to meet, um, but Ed was previously a promoter, and now works within the restaurant industry, and uh, so his top fives are linked in with um, the sorts of people he meets out, and... uh, and also uh, surrounded by alcoholic beverages, so hope you enjoy that. Um, I think it's a it's a lot of fun. Me and Ed got on very well, predominantly after meeting because of our love of, you know, things like South Park and having similar senses of humour. So um, I think you guys will like this one. Um, who do we need to promote? Um, well, first and foremost. Let's promote myself, uh, www.redshiftrebels.com for all your streetwear needs. Uh, the Riker t-shirts have pretty much all nearly sold out. I think we've got a couple left. Um, we only printed, uh, it was only 40 of his exclusive art prints that he did for that. So it's a great way of getting a bit of art and a t-shirt for £50. Um, word up to all the Distraction Pieces Network. Also word up to uh, Mr. Scroobius Pip. Um, and 76 for editing this and mastering it um, shout out to Brad although he didn't do anything this week Brad let's be honest um, except for send witty messages on the WhatsApp group it's always a pleasure to read them um, ok so look let's get stuck straight into this one today um, yeah hope you enjoy and I'll see you on the flip side for a part 2 roundup. It's a drunken soiree in the within. Chris and Stu present our core listing, the podcast. <laughs> Chris has just done a three, two, one burp. Three, two, one. In the style of Ted Rogers mm. as well. You've done the little mm. finger twist, well, did. didn't you? 
I did oh. the the old finger twist. Yeah. Not like the bar. Is it the Dagenham handshake? Do you remember that one? Do you, you guys ever heard of the Dag- Dagenham handshake? Yeah, again, Chris oh. is doing podcast garb. We've been recording for about 10 seconds and he's showing you with his hand like you can see it. No, I'm showing you guys. Basically, I'm, I'm move, crossing my fingers over like this and that was supposedly the Dagenham handshake and you used to use that for addressing partners. Oh, right. Yeah. It looks like a little wanking claw. <laughs> it kind of is, but yeah. for your partner. Welcome to Hardcore Listing with Christopher and Stuart Roy with him. Yeah. Now, you obviously think that me and Chris are, um, are bezies and, uh, and we hang out, <laughs> but um, there's a thong. <laughs> <laughs> it's Chris's boyfriend who uh, Chris is in love with, isn't it? He's scuppering your plans, mate, isn't he? Your, pla- <laughs> your plans to have me all to yourself. I phoned you the other day and said, I know what's best for you. You did. You weren't no. having it, was you? No, no. Ed oh. tells me not to listen to you. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I'll, I'll let you introduce your special friend. Okay. Well, today we've got um, a mate of mine, Ed, Ed Kiggins, um, where we met through... Um, you through, invite, me. Through, through, through me. Through me. Through Stu. Yeah, yeah. And then we just got on better, basically. Yeah. Um, we met because you very kindly invited us down to um, the Blues Kitchen. Uh, to eat before we're lizards. That's right. And um, had a lot in common. And uh, you were actually, you told me a lot of really cool stories, not only about where you work now, but also your time as a promoter as well, Ed, um, putting on music events and whatnot, uh, in sort of like the films of drum and bass and whatnot. So, yeah, lots of interesting stories. We've always had a laugh, and you keep on getting mentioned on the uh, on the podcast as well. So we thought it only makes sense to have you on the have you on the show. Yeah, and you've not been too jealous yet, Stu. No, have you? no. I think me and Pip got a lot out of our system last night. Um, <laughs> just being horrible. Um, you were to fucking you. rotten to me on WhatsApp. Yeah. yeah. But, um, well, obviously, I know what your your list is, Ed, and it's it, well, there's two, isn't there? And yeah. I'm, I'm a big fan of both, anyway. Um, so we're gonna do it. We're gonna do both lists at the same time, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it should be good. Um, because I think one would accompany the other, and I think as we count these down, I think it will definitely end with a crescendo. Um, so, well, do you want to do you want to introduce what your two lists are going to be? Yeah, of course. Um, first thing, hello, hello. Thank you for having me down here in your humble. Whiffing, it's nice Thank to you. be here. It's, it's nice that you've come out to us. Yeah, it's good. Well, I got to go and see my nan earlier, so everybody was, uh, everybody's a winner on that one. And I just wanted to say the night that you, um, the night that, that we met, yeah. the night that you came down to the Blues Kitchen was also the infamous night where, um, where Chris described the meal as yummy. Oh, and, uh, of course it was. That was that night. <laughs> Oh, fuck. Oh, yeah. This is how it's, this is how it's going to go, this podcast. Didn't yeah. You used to just that, collusively d- digging me out. If, Yummy, yeah. God. Yeah, if you, oh, if you embarrassing. wonder what we're, we're, we're laughing about, um, it was it was me and you, wasn't it, Chris? And <laughs> and Pip and yep. was it um, and Pip's brother. Yeah, and I had to wait at the restaurant for 40 minutes before you pricks showed up. Where you kept going on about how beautiful the staff were. In oh, hindsight, I now know you were talking about Ed. I thought you were talking about <laughs> the young ladies in there. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, and I remember at, at the end, the waitress come over and it was one of the ones that you was going, oh, yes, she's so lovely. Yeah, I mean, she was, she was definitely chatting to me a bit earlier. That's unbelievable. And, uh, I don't do mind you want, digging do me out, water? don't lie. And, do you want some uh, more water? And, like, yeah, and, and all, of that, water. all of that. 
and uh, and she came over and she was like, "Oh, how was the meal?" And the meal was really nice. And we were sort of like, "Yes, it was really nice, thank you." And uh, and she went, uh, "Was your was your meal alright?" And you went, "Yeah, it was um, yummy." <laughs> 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 Fucking yummy. Yeah. I've not said the word yummy since, well, probably since my children were babies. Since never. Yeah. You don't look like a sort of thing. The weird thing is, even though you got all dig me out for it, I couldn't stop saying it either. No. Every time I was in a restaurant. So, yeah, I've stopped. I've just about stopped now. Yeah. But probably you bringing it up now, it's going to have me saying yeah. it again. I think we had a T-shirt designed with Yummy on it, actually, at mm. one point. It's a Craig, Craig yeah. potential. Yeah. Claire Hoops, I believe, did that one. She did. Thanks for that, Ed. But, yeah, it was really good. And you're, you're all right, mate. You, uh, you happy to be here? Quick yeah, change mate. Yeah, I'm all, I'm all good. It's nice to come over. We've got to go past Lakeside earlier. Which yeah. is uh, which is always fun, especially if I haven't been for a while. So where are you um, where are you based? So now I'm based in Battersea. Um, okay. but Nan lives in Elm Park in Hornchurch, right. so right on the end of the district line. I think. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's uh, she's always been there. We were we were having a chat earlier. Chris yep. come over and um and met her as well. He's meeting all the family. Yeah, of course. <laughs> which is nice to do before yeah, you know yeah, before he finishes his yeah. part for us. But um, yeah. it's um it's yeah it's she's been there. We worked out 64, 65 years. So over there, Dad's. From there, grew up there, West Ham, that kind yeah. of thing. Not me. I'm Chelsea with mum and yeah. brothers, West Ham. So, got a nice bit of um, yeah, a bit of family tied up in, a, in this part of the world. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, I haven't been to Grey since I think I was about eleven, twelve. Why would you? But, um. Well, that's the that's the thing. <laughs> There's nothing here. <laughs> no, but it's um, yeah, it's, it's uh, it was nice to you know drive around. We got swore at by a bloke in a Bentley earlier, so I really feel like I'm back in it, back in Essex. I sort of cut him up in all fairness. Right. Yeah. Are you nice and calm? I was right. I was you were a surprisingly more, you know, was, calm yeah, driver. Yeah, I, I wanted to say this to you in the car. Shit. You were. Um, I gave I him thought, no shit. Yeah, I thought you were. You you done well. You. Um, I'm a bit more zen now these days. Yeah. No, I still lose my shit really quickly. <laughs> it was just. It was just. It just happened to be. I was busy talking to Ed and not. If I was on my own, yeah. you know, and you're focusing yeah. more, you got more reason to get upset, haven't you? Really. Yeah. But no, it's yeah. all good. It was hardly uh, the anger levels that you probably reached on your holiday. Which we talked yeah, about on the drunk yeah. cast. That, that actually went down really well. Mm. I, I'm glad that my fucking terrible holiday was was such a so entertaining for, for your the pain brought everyone pleasure. Yeah, and that's what I mean. Is pain good or <laughs> we won't go into pain? We'll put that back up bad. again in a couple of hours. Yeah, <laughs> hell no. So, so then, mate, should we get? Should we get? Uh, do you want to call out what your your first top five is? Yeah. Or so, well, we thought that we were going to do them in conjunction because we're we're all involved in mm. in in both of these lists, and and one of them is drinks and uh, top five drinks and alcoholic alcoholic drinks. Yep. Yeah, and where uh, where to drink them? I thought would be, be quite nice there. And then the other one is is top five worst customers and worst people you've got to deal with in in hospitality Ugh. um so yeah i yeah. think it would be i uh, think that's 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 gold good good choices mate Very uh, good choices. And, and i think specifically in 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 the areas of hospitality that we work in generally then people have had too much of our other list yeah as well yeah which makes it even more interesting mm. to deal with um but i've i've seen the list and it's it's fucking great right <laughs> When uh, Chris was like, yes, he's, you know, he's going to do it about like working at the venue. And I just thought, hmm. And I thought, well, I guess I've always worked in venues. So there is stories. Mm-hmm. And when I see the five, I just thought, every person you're describing there, I know inside out. Yeah. And so it's, oh. yeah, you, you're in for Yeah, uh, they are the worst. You are in for a treat. There <laughs> is some fucking horrible people we are going to talk about. Yeah. Um, yeah, and yeah, so. maybe, maybe you, you, some of you are them people. Mm-hmm. Uh, if so, hang your head. I mean... <laughs> 
we've all met Craig, right? <laughs> I don't think Craig could be any no, of what's on that really. list. No. Like no, maybe uh, maybe number two, the second half of that one. But we'll uh, we'll get there in a minute. That's only when he's <laughs> maybe trying to convince a bird that he's something that he's not. But, um, <laughs> that's a very good show. Yeah. All right, what, cool. What's the, what are we drinking first, Ed? So at the moment we're um, we're having a little little tin of lager, which we'll get onto in a minute. Stretching I, um, past stomachs. Yeah, I think that it was a, a case I couldn't get the ice over in time to to do what is my my number five on my list. Okay. Um, I thought I'd enter in with a cocktail. Right. And um, and I thought that I would uh, I would go with with what I probably get mocked for the most. By my friends for um, making or drinking for drinking right yeah for drinking it's a bit of a Del Boy cocktail it's a right. bit of a it's a bit of a, a, a fruity one a girly mm. one um, and it is the the humble amaretto sour right I don't think Ooh. I've had one oh have you I don't think I've had an amaretto sour I think you like whiskey sours I, whiskey yeah, sours yeah, yeah. is but like away before the rest in yeah the I mean whiskey week. sours I really did didn't I yeah, I mate. got carried away. So we were down um, in really? where we were at the Blues in Camden before, and that blues. was when Jimmy Havoc came down. Yeah, sat and, we, um, yeah, and, and Pip. Pip, and uh, yeah, it's um, yeah, but it's the same drink, but it's got amaretto in it because I'm not, I'm not that, uh, I'm not hard enough to have the whiskey. <laughs> whereas in, you know, Chris keeps telling me he's double hard, so it's uh, yeah, it's all right. Sometimes triple hard. Whiskey sours, official drink of a black belt holder. <laughs> um, what 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 is in a so an amaretto sour? The way that I've always made them is um, is lemon juice. A double shot of amaretto, um, some Angostura bitters, shaken up with an egg white, poured over ice, oh. get a nice little, well, I mean, I like it when it's got a cocktail umbrella in and a glass of cherry and, and yeah, and it just, it goes down easy. I think mm. that it's, um, for me, it's it's something that is, you can get in most decent cocktail bars, you can get in a lot of not decent cocktail bars and when I want to drink something that's not probably on the rest of my list, it's 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 my go-to for it, but... I think that the reason that I put this on there was because this has been my most consistent cocktail throughout right, right. like okay. 13 years now. Drink okay. to get drunk or drink to enjoy? Drink to enjoy. Right. Yeah, I, I think that the getting drunk part has always been a bit of a byproduct yeah. um, of, of the enjoyment rather than the other way around. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, um, you know, we'll get onto this later on, but I think that, that, that part of the reason that people get going out so wrong is because it's they try and get drunk. And, yeah. And, you know, you should go. You should go and enjoy yourself. You want to spend time with your mates, don't you? So, yeah. So, um, so yeah. So this amaretto sour is a nice, uh, a nice sort of either start or a breaker, or at the end if uh, you know if it's that one more and stuff like that. And it's uh, it's gone down well. It's got a real sort of sweet, sweet kick to it. Um, you can taste the booze coming through. But I mean, amaretto is like the amaretti biscuits. It's, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. It's, it's, so it's that. What's the egg white bring to it? So the egg white, what it does is that it it foams up on top of the cocktail so it splits through so it mixes it up it gives it a bit of a rich like a velvety so when you add it you literally crack the egg pull away the yolk and then straight in that's it straight in give it a shake now you've got different bartenders will use different techniques by which they shake it some bartenders will just use a spring so it's essentially a, maybe a, a four or five inch spring that they'll put in a cocktail shaker with the ingredients like the aforementioned ingredients yep. and, and give it a real good go and then, yeah, and that will create the foam in itself. Some like doing it with ice and then pour it over fresh ice. Yeah. And it's um, it basically gives more of a texture to it. You do get a flavour, but raw egg white hasn't really got much to I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, Again, yeah. with the black belt, you know, mm. I'm sure you've eaten many a... Many an egg white in the morning, um, but it's um, it's, you don't get muscles like these, <laughs> no. just naturally. But it's um, no, it's something that um, is something that, that that yeah, like I said, it gives more of a texture to it. It gives that foam on the top. 
um, which gives it a nice presentation. Lots of different places do it in different ways, but the general sort of consensus is that it will come in a rocks glass like the ones that we've got yeah. there for the for the for the GNTs yeah. later. And it's um it sits a nice foam on top of the cocktail, yeah. which you can either drink with a straw and you won't touch the foam, or you can drink it through the foam and that sort of just gives it that added that added extra to it. it. It's um it definitely that volume, like when I have the whiskey sour, yeah. the egg white is because people sometimes say, Do you want it without the egg white? I'm mm. like, I've always got to have the egg white in it. It adds like you say, so it gives it that body. I don't know, it feels like it's almost sort of lining my stomach at the same time. Obviously it probably isn't doing that, but it gives you that extra texture and it just makes it a bit of a thicker drink. Um, it you have it in the whiskey sour as well. Uh, yeah, whiskey sour is exactly the same. But and we... you can have sours. With, I mean, the, the the sour is a is a style of cocktail that has been around for for years and years and years uh -huh. now. It's just I like the amaretto one because I've got a, I've got a sweet tooth. Yeah. Mm. Um, the whiskey sour is you know is a little bit little bit tarter. You can have a yeah. gin sour, which is actually more sour. It's um, yeah, it's just yeah. a style of which the the cocktail is made. Um, you know, for for. For whatever spirit you like, you can you can adapt it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And have it as a and have it as a sour, which is quite a nice thing to quite a nice thing to do. Um, but yeah, I think it's a, you know for me, you know cocktails are something to to be celebrated. And if you look at different parts of Europe, the cocktail bartender is something that is revered and it's mm -hmm. something that is a career. And I find it quite yeah. interesting. I've had you know in, in worked in many places. You get. People of all ages coming over from Italy, especially um, that that want to make their way in. Yeah, in I think there's a, there is a place in Camden, not too far from where I used to work. I don't want to talk about it, but um, yeah, I believe that one of the fellas that opened that was a very revered cocktail mm. maker that, that that come over to here. Yeah, do you know what I'm talking about? Um, I think I I sort of roughly think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. and it's um it's he he was one of the first to come over here, I believe and, and really make a name for himself it's there's there's a few people that have done that sort of thing yeah um there's um oh God, is it I know his surname's Calabrese and this is all my this, it is yeah and he's got a place in a in, in a Playboy club as well Playboy club. and he runs a club he runs the, the cocktail bar there and, um, yeah it's um you know it's a, it's it's certainly got that career aspiration to it and I've worked with some I work with some amazingly talented mm. people. I mean, there's the, the there's three guys that I know that I used to work with in um, in my old company. Now that that have started their own gin, but individually as cocktail bartenders, they were all fantastic. One of them, um, he has curated some of the best menus that I've seen, and has been allowed by the the people that yep. are, that he's working for to to exercise that. That talent and Freedom. that right yeah, and that yeah, that yeah, that, yeah. that sort of artistic ability to to put that forward and yeah. um, I think that it's it's something that to the majority I think we're all quite ignorant to how much care goes into it mm -hmm. and I think that especially when we're you know when we're going out oh yeah I'll have a cocktail oh yeah this and you know you've yeah but got, that's because there's so many places <laughs> that throw together shit cocktails yeah but exactly also I exactly. think once you start. Once you start having good cocktails and then you, and even if you don't know what you're drinking, you haven't paid that much attention, you just happen to be somewhere half decent, you and know, as you're growing up. And then you go back to somewhere that just bangs out two for one cocktails mm. and someone puts one in front of you and you have a sip of it and you're like, this tastes 
disgusting. Mm-hmm. This is like an awful combination of spirits and juice or something. And you, you just, this is a nightmare. So it is a craft. In, yeah. And we, we kind of are spoilt for choice. In, in London, yeah, there's, there are lots of wicked there's... places to go for cocktails. Matt Horn took me years ago. We, we, I'm name dropping here because it was it was a really great night, mm. and it was we had Orbit all come and DJ for mm. us. So I was beyond oh, shitting my pants yeah. excitement. Yeah. And he was like, "Yeah, yeah, we're going to meet this for a cocktail first. So I was like, "Okay." And I'd never been there. I'd never been to Lounge Bohemia before. Okay. Oh, been yeah. There? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Really, good, really, good first date that is down at uh, Lounge Bohemia. Isn't um, it? If they get the lights down, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. yeah. all right. That's um, that's good cocktail in there. Yeah, like I rated that a lot. Um, yeah, so I went there and 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 drunk some some crazy cocktails. Mm. Uh, like the presentation of them is fantastic. Proper in it, like, like they look pretty fucking out there. Some of them, and uh, yeah, just sat there necking God knows what that was smoking and fucking with tobacco infused fucking popcorn. That's a crack. Like, yeah, it's a cracking one. With, yeah, with the Hartnell brothers. Yeah, that do. He still likes his cocktails, Matt. So my Does brother he? used to um he used to be the the head waiter of a cocktail bar in Mayfair. Um, Mr. Right. Fox, we went there actually. Yep, mate, that was um, a proper, yeah, that was, proper place. That was that a good place. I was going to yeah. get onto that one later on, but oh, yeah. Nice. So Matt, so my brother um met Matt there, and yeah, they got a bit pally and stuff. And, yeah. Um, yeah. So I think I'm not sure whether they still keep in contact. My brother's yeah. not in hospitality anymore, but um, it's um, yeah, no, he's a, he's he, he likes his cocktails. He's a, yeah, he's a, yeah. He's a, he's a good boy for that. He he he, he opened me. He turned me onto that one. And yeah, I would I would suggest if you in East London Lounge Bohemia you've got to Great find shout. the number first you can't just walk in you've got to have a little ring up beforehand didn't you and, yeah but yeah it's worth a look that one so obviously we're all very well behaved mm. clientele that don't think we've got all the answers when we, I'm sure you've been a right fucking prick and yeah over the years but you must have well I'll tell I'll tell you one incident I had. Was well, let's let's let's. Should we just wait uh, until yeah. uh, <laughs> just uh, jumping at the opportunity to tell a story away? Because you were I know a trick. it's not going to be you. It's not going to be a one-off, is it? Um, so, what is your first one on your um, second list? Which is what, what are we calling uh, this list? I, I mean, I've titled it when I sent the when I sent a message through. I titled it as "Worst Customers," but I yeah. don't really think that's fair. Um, I think it is just the worst people to come across when you're working after the sun's gone down. <laughs> that's bang on the money. Dust yeah. till dawn. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Like dust till dawn. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the first one on that list is the one with the longest title. It is. The hen in a hen party who has no responsibility but wants control. <laughs> so fucking good. Oh, she's the. Thank you. That's a fucking great yeah. She is the worst. I have got a recent example of how she's the worst from last Saturday. I have got <laughs> examples from when I ran clubs in Oxford and Manchester and Brighton, Brighton. Brighton's the just ah oh, the pits for that, but anyway. <laughs> so this Saturday just gone. So ex- yeah, explain the, the kind of uh, what you right. what you mean by the, this, so, this description. With a hen party, what you don't realise from a passing observer is that they don't know each other. So it's one bird from school, and she's got her mates that have come from all different parts of the country. Some are mates from uni. Some are mates from her placement year. Some are mates from her a gap year in Thailand that she met at a bar and they got matching tattoos and they are an eclectic bunch. There's always a slightly confused looking mother-in-law. Always. Like, always. Yeah. And the, their mother-in-law is just 
there for the ride. Yeah. <laughs> and she knows she's got to stick it out till yep. at least they go to the nightclub. Exactly. And then after the nightclub, they know that they can go home. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's ah, oh, it's 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 a it's a fun bunch to watch. Yeah. You catch them at. Two, three in the afternoon, they're lovely. They're yeah. all getting on. They're all best they've pals. They've got their little novelty straws mm. with little cock and balls on. That's it. Yeah. They've got their little... They, I've seen little penis shot glasses. Yeah. Been, the amount of things <laughs> that you can get out of a penis is yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. It's just name badges. And ironically, cars, the one yeah. thing they can't really get that night is a penis yeah, yeah. because she's about to get married. Mm. That's it. And it's... it's uh, Yeah, it's, it's astounding at this sort of the change that happens throughout the night. So they've gone two o'clock. They've had their cocktail masterclass in riffs. They've learned how to make a a strawberry woo-woo. And they're all thinking that they're they're great. Then they've booked their table. Classy ladies. Yeah, they've got their table. They've gone locked fine. Yeah, because they want to have a nice sea dinner, you know, sea yep. fish dinner, and have keep keep the weight off because they've all got their dresses on, and their sashes. Yeah, sometimes they're hilarious sashes. Sometimes they're just straight up, you know, all of them are wearing black, apart from the hen who's got a pink one on. Yeah, hilarious L plates. Yeah, and then they come to <laughs> hilarious the cock. L-plates. The cock um, shot glass is generally on like a kind of necklace yep. around the around the neck yeah, as yeah. well. Exactly, right. and it's um, uh, yeah, um, it's certainly something that is uh, that is amusing. Um, but yeah, yeah, so they've had their dinner. They've had a um, they've had a couple of bottles of wine. They've had a cocktail, or two, or three, or four. Yep. Then they come to the club. Right. This they is really, when this is when they turn up on your doorstep. This yeah? is when they turn up on my doorstep, and they um, they got a table booked, and that's it. They don't care about the other customers. They don't care <laughs> about the other people that are there. They don't care about the people that have also got tables booked. Yeah. They are coming up to the front door. And normally, it's the organiser that comes up to the front door. And you go, yeah, no worries. That's fine. We'll look after you in a minute. We've just got these other people that we've got to get in first. And then, then you know, just go join yeah. the queue behind them. Make sure that you're all there and stuff like that. Get your fiver yeah. out, your tenner out, whatever the price is at yeah. the time. And then, they're not getting in quick enough. Which is obviously, as an operator, yeah. you want to get people in as slowly as possible. Because... <laughs> That's that's the way you you know you supply the best experience and make the most money is <laughs> yeah. is a slow entry and a slow drink service, yeah, yeah. but no. So then the organizer comes up again, and she's just you know checking in and stuff like that. He's like, no, no, look, we're all right. We've got a, you know small area to take money or a small stairwell or whatever the whatever the reason is. And you explain it to her, and the organizer's fine. Then all of a sudden, for some reason, out of somewhere, Beelzebub has arrived. <laughs> And she is having none of it. The cloven hooved one. And she is, they have turned up at 10.59 and their table is booked at 11 o'clock and why yeah. are they not in? And why do you not know what you're doing? And yeah. why are you running a shit establishment? And why do you want, you know, why do you want to put to put forward that you're a decent venue when you clearly don't know your ear off it's from your arse? It's my fucking endo. Exactly. <laughs> and it's just, oh, and you just think, right, I'm here. I've got, Maybe 100 people one side, 50 people the other side, and I've got some bellend standing in front of me <laughs> who just gets out once a year for a Hindu, yeah. or maybe twice a year because of her Christmas party as well, yeah, where yeah. I'm pretty sure she's going to be throwing up in a corner and causing all kinds of, yeah. of carnage in the city then. Yeah. So what I don't understand, and the reason why they made the list is... If they're in a group of 20 people, why is she the only one that's got a massive problem with it? <laughs> it's, like, so nice. just... it's all about her, isn't it? But that's the thing. Like, she's she she ain't the hen. She ain't 
the organiser of the Hindu. Yeah. She is just a member of that party. Yeah. But no, I am ruining her night and I'm yeah. ruining her experience. And then the question comes, what are you going to do to sort this out? And you yeah. just think, I know what you mean by that. Yeah. I know exactly what you mean by that. I see where this was all going yeah. from the start. That's it. You want a free drink, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> you want a free drink. <laughs> and it's just, they, 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 are a, they are a rare breed. The, the non-important hen, I think, is a, a way to... Way to, to the no-name hen. The no-name hen. I mean, if you... you I, I can't imagine, but you, you must have come across a few. Do you get, do you get many hen parties at the, the brush? Shitloads. Yeah. 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 Like, but we're lucky because generally anyone that comes to the toothbrush, if they're going to have a hen or a stag, well, we, we kind of frown upon the stags a little bit just because there's generally a group of 20 lads that are pissed, so we don't particularly entertain that. Um, but a lot of people will contact us and say, look, me and my husband met at the brush and we want to have our hen there. Is there anything? And generally, you know, we, we, we work with them. But we don't really get, because we don't offer like any kind of tables or anything like that, it's generally straight in and we'll give them a bottle of bubbly. Mm. All we generally get is the, because of the nature of the toothbrush being predominantly Indian rock, we get super confused mother-in-law just standing there that's had two drinks in a pub in Rayleigh and been to ask for a, a, a spag bowl. <laughs> and he's now in the brush thinking, who are queens of the Stone Age? Like, she never heard a bush. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Generally, like someone coming up and going, got a bit of Motan. And it's like, yeah, I have. And I, I will play some, but... Um, yeah, it's, it's not really a, a 60s river night here. And so, yeah. And I always feel a bit sorry for them because I always look... Because if you're not familiar with that club, it can be a bit intimidating, can't it? Yeah, it's, it's a like, bit wild in there, really. And, uh, and yeah, they always look a little bit... Yeah, uh, just, just out of their depth. And I feel like I kind of want to go over and just give them a little cut and go, it'll be all right. I you bet know. you do. Like, not you like that. old man. No, I can't, can I? I had that incident with the elderly woman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> can't, can't go back there. <laughs> so you don't get the... Um, do you get like a... Do you get trouble with stag do's? No, not really. We don't, we, generally, you, we just won't let huge parties of lads Do's in, in. pissed up yeah. you know, in, in rugby shirts and things like that. It yeah, just don't yeah. happen. Do you, do and it, and it's like, yeah, I mean, that, that one's a bit of a tough one because that, that's, the, that's what I'd say to the... One of the shittest parts of our what we do is is when you got to let someone down and when you got to let a group of people yeah, yeah. down and it's not why we're there like we're we're there to make sure everyone has a good time we're there to, you know yeah. it's 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 not in our best interests to one disappoint people but at the same time to allow people into your venue that are going to be volatile because yeah, yeah, unfortunately yeah. they're out with one sole purpose and. And that is to you know get get as get as pissed as they can and make yeah. sure that the the stag gets even even more pissed and mm. you sort of over the years you kind of get a way of talking to people and you kind of get a technique and you you got a, a rhetoric in your head that you know that you're going to spill out that you know it's going to work Absolutely. and and it does and I think that the the one annoying one is the stag do because I'm sure that individually they're all sound in twos and threes I'm sure they're all sound but you put twenty of them together that. Uh, you know, determined to get Justin or whatever his name is 
absolutely yeah. arsehole. Like it's yeah. it's not you know it's it's not good for you. It's, it's certainly not good for the other people in there. Break it down and try and sneak in oh. ones and twos and threes, but then halfway through it, you just think that bloke in the dress with one mate. <laughs> yeah, like. <laughs> I had it, I've got a good one about this. I had it before, and they all tried to sneak in the queue. Now we had so we had a. This was at the uh, at the Blues Kitchen down in Brixton, yeah. and um, <laughs> we had a we had a big night on. We had a band called Riot Jazz playing. They were an amazing band. It was a Friday night. We sold all the tickets. We had about two hundred people in the queue. It was the everything was going swimmingly, and then all of a sudden, I spotted about fifty people up in the main queue. These two lads wearing a t-shirt with a guy's face on it, and I thought, <laughs> right. Okay, so maybe they'd had the stag do earlier and they really wanted to come and see this band and it's fine. And then about 20 minutes, about 20 people later, there's another two lads with this guy's same face on his t-shirt. And you kind of imagine. Yeah, exactly. And you go down the queue and you're looking and there's a party of 15 that split themselves up in the queue and you're just thinking, oh, look, I can, I can either play this funny and wait till they all get to the front and then yeah. whip them out or I could just go and be honest to them and go yeah. and tell them there and then. And, and I let them know and they all, you know, they were all, all fine with it. But it's, it's amusing when they're branding themselves with that T-shirt on. That that's the only night that they're going to, or the only thing that they're celebrating that night. But, um, but yeah, no, the, 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 the hens, like, it's, it's amazing how vile they can get after they've had a couple of, couple of wines down them and, and, it, and it is invariably not the hen and it is invariably yeah. not the one that's done all the organisation yeah, 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 yeah. you find that it's um, you know it comes down to that not wanting to disappoint people mm. there's a we're, we're, we're duty bound to manage expectations mm. we done um, um, we done metal session in Bournemouth one night I can't remember the name of the venue. There's so many hens and stags down Fuck, there. Unbelievable. Right. Do you know what? I used to go it's to Bournemouth. It's because all the B&Bs. B&Bs are yeah, cheap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. B&Bs are cheap. And I, I went to Bournemouth like about three years in a trot of all my pals when we was about 19, 20, and it was wicked. It's like always like generally the hottest place in England when the sun's shining. And, and it was just a really cool place. And we went there like with, with Matt maybe three years ago to do this night, and it had just transformed into stag and hen central. Mm. I, I couldn't believe what it was like I just gone back I was like man it was like literally party buses everywhere and just people staggering around in the, the t-shirts with their pals on and loads of girls with sashes and cock shaped shot glasses and, and, um, and t-shirts with numbers on the back with three and then some underneath it <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh, brilliant <laughs> brilliant um, well, did you did you see that thing that was on um, that went a bit viral a couple of weeks ago about the dude and all his pals and they they dressed him up in like this kind of ridiculous kind of Britney Spears outfit when he stag at the airport and they all were going to the departures and they all landed their tickets in and went through and he went to give his ticket in there like oh hang on mate no you're you're booked on the next flight which is eight hours later and they're all like way <laughs> and I've mugged him off and put him on. so he had to go back in the airport dressed as Britney Spears on his jack for eight hours I did think nice. yeah, that's fucking yeah, that's a great that's a setup. that's great that's especially if he's got nowhere to go but just sit at that yeah. airport yeah. <laughs> just going just eating a pret every two hours yeah. just going and just working his way through the little bit by the counter <laughs> what um I'm thirsty oh okay yeah me thirsty? too what should we go for well, I think we should tie it into the, the next one on the list, which is a bottle forward slash can of lager. Right. Okay, okay lovely, jubbly. Um, so, what, what, what bottle do you want to go for? <laughs> Professional. Uh, I'm going to have a bottle of Australia, please. Thank you. Yeah. Christopher? I will, I will take one of those little puppies as well. So yeah. you've, you've bought around Modelo as well, oh, haven't you? I have, mate. Oh, yeah. Modelo. Fuck, no, do you mind me having a Modelo? Oh, mate, that's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll have a Modelo. Like I said, 
before, there's there's three of everything. Modelo sounds a little like Mondeo. It does, it does. Thanks, mate. I was in the Mondeo earlier. Really? Yeah, it was a bit. Where was you going? 1980. Yeah, basically. Yeah, it was nice. It was um, it was good. We had a bit of a Depeche mode on. Oh, and yeah. Oh no, no, we didn't. It was just I was just taking a piss. Oh, see what you've done there. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Stu. But it was um, yeah. You got a little ride in the the man the man car, didn't you? The real masculine. There was sawdust and duct tape in the boot, so. Don't know what was happening yeah, the, there. The, but, duct um, <laughs> the duct tape we should have got rid of. The sawdust was all right. Um, you didn't yeah, see anything no, else in there. It was, it was, no it was, stains, it was, was very it? comfy, mate. Very comfy. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'd said to Ed, listen, mate, I've got to apologise. Not only am I picking you up in this. And I, I genuinely thought, should I have it valeted to pick him up? Because I'm using it to decorate, basically, at the moment. Right, and and I thought, no, fuck it. That's really pretentious. Don't go doing it because you're driving around a Mondo and you don't want to be at the moment. Don't yeah. go valeting it. Just be honest. But when I went, got in the car to pick up Ed or drive to Ed, I farted. And I literally thought, oh, well, that's well. I had the windows down in the car for 30 minutes. I even whacked the aircon on full to just try and blast this fucker out. Then I waited and went in and met his nan, come back. And then I was like, Ed, listen, I couldn't get one of these fires. We got in there and Ed was like... Still here, mate. Yeah, no, it was. It lingered. It was not. Poor it was bastard. Not great. Yeah, about five years ago, Justin, uh, my business partner, went. Oh, mate, that fart's really bad. And I was like, I've got it really. Easy. He went, I went. And we used to describe him. And I was like, describe it. And he went. 1984 Sierra car seat. And I just thought, <laughs> I know exactly what nice. he means. It was that horrible smell that Sierra car seats had in the yeah. 80s. Yeah. I used to get I used to get travel sick off it. Mum and dad would be like, why do you feel I'm like, it's the smell of the car seats. <laughs> so God knows what like, although that foam was made of, it's probably like carcinogenic when you think about it. Mm. Who knows what was in there? But I used to smell that and be like, <laughs> so yeah, so Ed had that. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Today. Yeah. So shall we, shall we talk about... I want to talk about bottles of lager. Yeah, well, 
Why why bottles or can of lager and and where? Why is it number four? So I think for me there's a cheers, lot Cheers, lads. Sorry. Yeah, cheers, thank you. There's a lot of um there's a lot of good things tied up in bottles and cans of lager. And there's a lot of good experiences tied up in bottles of cans of lager for me. And I think that um it's it's the most consistent, I would say, for me, with mates drink throughout my drinking life. Yep. Um, I can think of the first time that I saw Andy C. And when he come on, I had a can of Red Stripe in my hand. I yep. can think of holidays that I've gone on with my mates where we've done stubby challenges and stuff like that, yep. where we're trying to drink X amount in a in a day and stuff. But it's all them little French mm-hmm. beers and little French bottles and stuff. Yeah, what the uh, what is it? What they call it? it's Cronenberg, but it's not yeah, actually it's, Cronenberg. It's, it's Cron- it? We had like... we we just we just had them just got back from France and it was Cronenberg's in a little sort of two hundred and fifty mil mm. bottle oh, and go they wrong. go down worryingly easily. Mm. And yeah, then by the end know. of the day, you look at the carnage that you left behind of of the bottles and um, yeah, it's uh, it's it's just something. And I think that I'm not I'm not into the pints. Like I've, I've 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 for me, there's something a little bit elegant about this. Like you can you can drink this with your missus. You can you can go out and you can have a bottle mm. of beer with a you know Peroni and a Pizza Express. That's yeah, what you do. Yeah, yeah, you have yeah. a Pizza Express. You have a bottle of Peroni, yeah. and that's it's it's, mm-hmm. as, it's as simple as that. And I think that with me, the fact that this holds a place so dear is because it is linked to memories and because it is linked to experiences and it's linked to things that I've done with mates. Mm-hmm. And I think that pints, because I've never been an office worker, I've never needed that pint after work because yeah, I've yeah. never worked in an environment where I am necessarily in a claustrophobic or office setting or yeah. closed in or driving or something mm. where I need a release at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. Drinks have always been something that's been purely there for enjoyment rather than relief or rather than mm. a, rather than a necessity or right, a, or, right. a, or a closing off of a period of the day have you never had like the the end of a shift like you've just had a beer nah no no I, I've, I've i'm so exhausted from dealing with people that have had too many beers that the last thing that i want to do is is to, is to have a drink and i guess i'm, oh, I'm, I'm totally yeah agree. no I'm no totally no agree. i'm, 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 I'm the maybe same. maybe i'm flippantly saying that's quite no rare, but I, I well i think i've Maybe had two beers after the we've shut of the toothbrush in yeah. the last twenty four years. Yeah, I, I think do it. I think in the last year, so I've done I've just done thirteen months now with, with with the blues in Brixton. I can remember having drinks after work twice. Yeah, and and I think that it's you know it's exhausting dealing with people. That that it's all I want to do is go. And I think the thing is, if you are dealing with people and are you licensee and stuff as well, yeah, like yeah. then then you have responsibility. Oh, big time duty of care and such and. You can't be fucked, can you? Like, you know, you can't be dealing with situations and be fucking wrecked. Well, I was having a chat the other day. This is a bit, I don't know, maybe taking a a bit of a a bit of a serious turn quite quick. But I was in a chat with my mate the other day, a guy called um called Jack, and he's got a restaurant in in Borough Market. And obviously, a few weeks ago, a few World Cup, Mm. it's about um, is it about a month ago now? Obviously, we had the we had the the atrocities and stuff in the um in in the Borough Market and. You know, he he was one of the restaurants that that had to bring his shutters down and and had to had to look after people. And as much as you know, when you're 2021 20, doing this job, everybody thinks it's the bollocks, and yeah. everybody looks at you and 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 thinks that you're having fun and doing work. Yep. The older you get, or the more you do it, or the more more responsibility you take on, you you kind of realise that we're actually responsible for a lot of people. 
we got to know our fire shit. We've got to know our health and safety shit. Now, I'm pretty sure over the next year, every venue that has over X amount of people is going to have to know their terror shit. Mm-hmm. And yes, you, you, you get to bring a lot of joy to people and you get to bring a lot of smiles to people. But I think that the the flip side to that is that it takes a lot of effort and a lot of mental sort of... Um, being aware Rigid, rigidity yeah. I think is the, is the is the word I'm looking for and yeah being aware and and it, and it it's something that we do out of choice it's not a calling it's mm-hmm. not a, it's not anything that we do because well uh, the minority I would say of people that do this are doing it for ego driven purposes I think they're doing it because they genuinely like hospitality and genuinely yeah. like putting on gigs or shows yeah. or meals yeah, yeah, yeah. or drinks or whatever yeah. it is for people but it kind of I saw him he come down a couple of a couple of weeks afterwards and, and I had a little chat with him about it and, and he said you just go into just absolute safety mode and yep. just these people and he's like, it's only a you know forty cat restaurant mm. but then forty people are his responsibility because they've chosen to go there and you you think about does he think different things who's that, gonna be out the door first? No, you know, I if the terrorists yeah, start threatening him well, as he picked it. as he picked what one he likes the lease and goes, well, we'll throw them to the terrorists first. Yeah, there were some people on my second list that he'd yeah. already spotted and he was like, throw, <laughs> them, throw them to the walls. But um, no, it's like, and he was just saying, like, it's, it's, we are, we, we, we do what we do because we love it and we do what we do because we, we, we love that side of it. But people don't choose to go to the bank. They don't choose to go to Tesco's. They don't mm. choose to go to the pharmacy and stuff like that. But they do mm. choose to come to our gas and they do choose to come to the toothbrush and mm. they choose to come to to blues or they choose to come to you know lizards on on thing and the people in the book club mm. have got a responsibility for those people Absolutely. and Absolutely. It's, it's, a, it, it's it's situations like that that kind of that kind of bring it home yeah, and yeah, yeah. you know that's that's part of the reason why we do but the the lager at the end of the shift is the, is probably so far from our minds as you said mm. yourself, you know, it's not what you want to do at the end of the shift because it is exhausting mm. do doing, what? doing what we do. But so I, I, I'm, I'm different to you guys in the sense, well, no, right. When it comes to promoting or when you've got a, when you're responsible for a club night, there's a couple of times when I, when I've got pissed, but a lot of the time, once I'm sorted and I'm done, I've had a drink or whatever. Sorry, but sorry, most sorry. of the time, Whoa. a couple of times you've had a drink, yeah, but yeah, the most yeah, of the time yeah, you're yeah. right. Okay. Switch that. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> No, no, most of the time, when I'm sort of looking after a club night, I'm not hammered. No, no. Right? If I'm there on my own, I'm not hammered. If no, I'm with I mean, people... when you were there on your own last time, I remember Pip said that he'd spoke to the manager bill. and said that you'd... Yeah, that was when you'd been doing shots. I'd had a shot. I always have a shot of tequila with Miguel. Right. Always. Right. I, that's only at the book club. Yeah. Um, so that, especially if you've got to count money as a promoter, you can't be drunk counting money. I no. can't anyway. Or even if you're using I mean, money machines. I Victoria for and and stuff like that. You, uh, Pip said you was out of your mind. Oh, I can't remember that. Yeah. Well, there you go. No. Well, yeah, <laughs> Honestly, I'm, I'm not. Mm. Um, but when, um, when I used to work as a waiter, so my, a lot of my experiences in customer services was as a waiter. Mm. Um, I found that the hardest job I've ever done. Not hard as in it was really mentally challenging. It was just crazy because of customers and whatever. And they'll come up soon with Mm. the other customers you've got on your list. But that was the time when I'd be like, I'd be absolutely shattered. I'd have done like a double shift. 
and it had just been hell. And then I'd sit down and they'd close the doors and that, and then I'd really want a beer. But yeah, a lot of the time with the promoting, no. I mean, if if we're all there and I, if my responsibility isn't counting money, yeah. then yeah, I'll, I'll have a drink, um, depending on when I'm DJing. Yeah. Um, so like Saturday, yeah. lizards at the book club come down and see us. I'm on first. Yeah. After that, I haven't got to count the money that night. I'll probably have a drink. Yeah. But yeah, that's when I used to do it was uh, being a waiter because that was fucking. I think that's one of the most wretched thankless tart well it isn't thankless every because the time, tips are amazing every time I eat and I look at waiters and waitresses or whatever you know, yeah. whatever they're called now um, servers servers yeah. servants I like um, yeah that's 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 where we're in the office I just think <laughs> I, I, I don't mean I'm above it but I couldn't do it I just I just couldn't do it no. it's just too tough it is one of the most demanding things mm. I think in the sense that also what people don't realize or at least no that that's maybe a little bit unfair but what people maybe choose to ignore is that the majority of those bartenders and those servers are not doing that for a career they are yeah. Yeah. musicians artists family people that need a yeah. bit of extra money they're doing it because they need to do it mm-hmm. rather than because they want to do it yeah, and it's yeah. an easy industry to flip in and flip Definitely. out of and i think that it's you know, it it it's not. It's refreshing to hear that you can go into a restaurant and you can look at them and you can appreciate the hard work that they're yeah. putting in. Um, and I and I've, I feel that it's. I feel that you are in the minority when it comes to that. And again, you know, as you alluded to, we will get onto these people later on. But, but a I lot of people that, that go out and spend money in a restaurant or in a bar. I'm not suggesting just going and getting a pint, but if they're going to somewhere like your establishment where mm. it is. Nice cocktails, you know, yeah. a big selection of whiskies and whatever, and yeah. it's more of a event rather than just going in and yeah. going. Yeah, so we, I, I like to call it an experience. An experience. That's yeah. what you're going that, for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's what I mean. Like, yeah. you know, I'm not, you know, I guess if you're just going to the pub or you're going to your club in town just to drink six pints and, and have a, a dance, great. But I think if you are going out and you want an experience, I think people not necessarily preloaded but it's an easy thing to bite on the minute it's not if you want an experience and you don't get that exact experience yeah well totally because also it's involved with food and like don't fuck with people's food right mm. every you know everyone gets that little bit more touchy mm. when they're you know they haven't eaten it's dinner time they're out people do get a little bit more even myself i'm not rude but obviously i'm kind of like, oh, i really want this food to show up Having worked in the industry, yeah, I know what it's like. It is rough. It is rough serving people. Like normal people you can get. If your food takes too long, I'm not. I, I'm all right. I'm kind of quite relaxed about it. But if I can um, see it's busy, I'm cool. Yeah. I, yeah. I, if I, it doesn't take too long, but then there's service standards. I know them. I'm, I, I will say to my mates, "Well, that's been three minutes, and our drinks aren't on the table. That's like three minutes." But I'm not an arsehole to anyone. But how long? I'll, I'll, I'll put this to you then. How long do you think? From ordering to eating, if you're only having a main course, how long? How long do you think? I think it, it really depends on what I've ordered in the restaurant, and if it was empty as for well. For your main to arrive on your table. For your main to arrive on your table. Uh, I'd say like twenty minutes, I guess. I'd agree. Twenty with that. twenty five minutes. See, I think yeah. that's fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some people are just, you know, and it's the same with all walks of life, isn't it? That different people have got different expectations. Do you want but, it cooked fresh for fuck's sake? But some, but some people have just got a, a vastly. Um, 
but it's it's a disproportionate view of the reality of how hospital mm. or how cooking a meal works. Yeah. And I think it's because they are used to things being quick and things being instant. Well, because the they're making going. pot noodles on time. But, but I think realistically, they hide, they hide behind this utter, and I'll stand behind this, the utter bollocks that the customer's always right. I, I think a customer it, can it, be an arsehole. Customers are dickheads. Such a lot to say that, about that. But I think that it's more than just. But I think that it's 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 something that's been drummed into yeah. because of what I have no idea where that has come from. But I guess it's I some do. form of it. capitalist. It is. You know, yeah. Consu- it's called consumer sovereignty. Fine. The customer is king. But it's it is what it's done now. Sorry Ed, to, to jump in. No, there. no, that's right. But what it has done is not only in the food industry, but in our, in consumer culture, it's turned us all into arseholes. And that's when you start seeing things like, what is it, Black Friday or whatever. Yeah. And everyone's losing their minds and we're just buying shit we don't want. Well, we, had, we had Prime Day the other day, Amazon. Right. It was great. I mean, I got PlayStation for 180 quid, so I was happy with that. Yeah, no, it was good. I'm coming over, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but but it, it, it has turned us nuts. Like, we can't be bothered to wait for anything. No, the customer's always an arsehole. Mm. Fucking learn to wait. Be patient. Um, not saying you shouldn't have good good service standards or, or treat anyone poorly in your venue. That's the place where you should be treated really well. But the customer shouldn't be treated like a child because if you treat someone like a child, they whack like a child mm. and they will be impatient, yeah. petulant, rude. And these are all the things that get drawn out in the services sector. It's I, I, I want to say this as well. Actually, yeah, go on. What are you going to say before I sort no, of... No, I was just going to say that it's, a, it's a two-way street. And it's you know you you offer out a product you are you know you're offering an alternative nightclub you're yeah, offering yeah, yeah, you know yeah. I'm offering a I'm offering a, a, a restaurant bar live music venue it's a, it's it's something that is you know we are putting ourselves out there to to be something mm-hmm. but shit's allowed to go wrong or shit's allowed to not necessarily um, be exactly as you as the consumer imagines it should be it's it's all within you know there, there's certainly grey areas in yeah, it yeah, yeah, as long as you're not going as long as like you're saying yeah, you're yeah, not totally. like a child, as long as you're not taking a piss yeah. then I think that, that there is a certain amount of that but some people can't handle that no no and some people think that that pound note that they're holding is, is worth more than experience manners. knowledge <laughs> manners you know just patience pa- yeah. I mean just be it's the same you know just be a bit patient and it's when it's not communicated, I understand why they, why why yes, you would get completely get, you would get expectations. You would, get, you would yeah. get fucked off about it because totally. it is you know it, there's there's no real no there's no reason why you shouldn't get communicated to. However, yeah. that doesn't give you the excuse to you know act like a tosser, act like an absolute tosser. How do you yeah. deal with this? Right. So there's two circumstances where when I wasn't a waiter. And this just goes it just goes in normal life, but I see it much more when it comes to people serving you food. How do you deal with it if you're out with your mates and maybe you don't know or, well, if it's one of your mates and your mates root a, a waiter, are you alright with that? Because no, I, I can't I call, I, call I, I call them out immediately. Yeah, yeah, as soon out. as the waiter walks away. And even if I've only just call, even if I'll it's call. a mate's mate I'll, I'll have to say I think that was a I'll bit. Call, rude. I've called mates out in front of waiters before. Yeah. Like, I, I, don't, I think it's I think it's very I think disrespectful. It's unacceptable. I don't think that you would do it in Tesco's. I'll call my like, mates out if they're rude to anyone. Yeah. Like that if I thought that they had no reason to yeah. be. You know. No, that's it. It's it's uh, it's a, it's a, it shows an ignorance to to where you are. It shows an ignorance to who you're around. I and think it's, it's just yeah, totally it's unclassy. I think it's that whole thing of um, they think they might be in a 
slight position of power or something, mm. and they then act like that. If I'm on a date as well, yeah. if I'm on a date and a girl and a girl's like that to a waiter, that to me, because I know that if I you're can't. You're on a date of a new bird, you just fucking flip out like Joe Pesci. She'd be all over <laughs> that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Or just go full Ben, uh, no, yeah, what is it? Yeah, full Ken yeah. Livingston on her. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. You will. You will. Um, <laughs> call back to our uh, Brett Goldstein special yeah. there. Um, I can't, I, like that That for me is the biggest turn off ever. I don't, I don't know if that, I don't know if, I, I know that blokes do it because I've hung out with guys who are rude to waiters, but, so it must be on the same thing, but if a girl's rude to a waiter or a waiter, no, to me that is like a, an immediate turn off I think that it's look, it's it's part of the society we're in and I think that we're, we're only we're only getting worse but at some point at some point some something's got to change and, and, I, and I hope it does but all we can keep doing is keep smiling for him so what would you do if you was on a date and your date she called him out and she was very fit and you thought I want to promise no smash her smash her back doors in but then don't see her again Chris Glasson, gentlemen. <laughs> I'm joking. Um, I don't know. I think that I'd, it, it depends at the level because you know. Level of what? Well, level of hotness. <laughs> no, the level of how rude the person's, uh, how yeah. rude they've been. Yeah. I, I don't know because it's a tough one. Like when it's your mates, hopefully your friends are your friends for you, a reason. You, yeah, and you you can you can have open communication when you don't know someone. Plus, nerves get in the way and stuff like that. Sometimes you act out a character in front of people, so you have got to have a degree of patience and try and read the situation. But you know, if you if you've been on a few dates and this person treats someone waiters or waitresses like dirt, to me that is like a, yeah, that's the think, least classy thing you can. Uh, I think it's the. the they're on a bit of a hiding to nothing with me because I because I because I do it because like, yeah. it's because it's my industry. Like I wouldn't I wouldn't go in you know say I was with someone that was a buyer for a for a for a shop. I wouldn't go and you know have a go at a, a, an assistant in that shop or an assistant in any shop because mm. you know I, I wouldn't know what if stresses they were going wrong, through. There's right and wrong. I think and, so. And I'm quite black and white like that. And do you know what I'll, I'll speak about? briefly about my day job today i won't obviously say too much about the industry that i work in or whatever mm. else but i have a, a marketing job and yeah. uh and i got <laughs> sorry 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 why is that so funny because i had something utterly inappropriate to say about what your job was and right, i had to stop brilliant. myself so. stop that no it's gone all right you've only had a couple of beers yeah, yeah. but i got asked the other day to um Contact a rival company as a as a, right, right. a, a pretending I'm someone else. What was your um, fake name? Um, I didn't have a fake name. I didn't no. actually. Um, if I did, it probably would have been something like Brock or something like that. Just a yeah. just one name, like Prince. Like Prince. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Brock. Yeah. Um, the artist formerly known as Brock. Yeah. <laughs> what did you do before you got in this industry? Oh, stuff, man. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, uh, yeah, no. And I said to I said to my missus, I went, I ain't happy here. I'm not comfortable doing that. And she was like, I totally agree. She went like, it's, I don't like secret shoppers and things like that. And she was like, it's unethical. It's like, you're making someone do work for nothing other than for your own gains, and and I just thought, I just went and said, no, I'm not doing it. I thought, I just, I, it's, I'm not comfortable with shit like that. No, I, I just think agree. like it's it's sneaky, it's lying, and 
yeah, I'm not down with right. that. I, just on that, I, when I um, finished uni, and my, one of my first jobs was within uh, IT recruitment because I knew I always wanted to set up Redshift, but I needed to earn some money at the same time. And I went through a really intense interview process. It was it was mental, this interview process. It started, you're in a room with about 30 people, and then you go finally get down to the final few. And I was lucky enough to get the job, and... The money was insane. Like all the people around the table, because they were hiring for you know these top top IT people who were on like a grand a day. Everyone around the, uh, around the table was showing me their monthly wage packets, going, "This is what you're going to be on." Blah blah blah. And I was like, oh, "Okay, cool." At what point did you think that's weird? What do you mean? Why are people showing you their? I think because they they they, they because bear in mind I'm very, I'm quite young. So I took that job, and I genuinely, naive me, thought I was serving this purpose of filling a gap in the market where someone needs to be employed, and they need to, you need to match up the skills through it. And I thought, oh, that makes sense. I'm a headhunter. That's the role I'd gone for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, I got it. But they were kind of like quite. I I realised within two weeks, I, I I worked there for fourteen days, and they'd set up all these sales targets and all that, and I was doing really well. I was at the top of it, and I was like. Great, but the thing I was looking forward to each day was someone passing around a mint. I, I shit you not, I look forward to someone passing their mint around. That's a weird situation to be in in a job, job satisfaction. And uh, and 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 it was the other thing that they asked me to do on the last day. I'd been there about, as I say, only fourteen days, so it wasn't very long. And um, and they asked me, I, I, you have to phone people, like cold call them. See what their work situation was like. And they're from it's from a database and whatnot. And um, I spoke to this person. They said, "No, no, no. I've just got a job. I've just got a job." Blah blah blah. I was like, "Okay, nice one." Ended the call. And the guy who was my boss went, "Well, where was it exactly at? And who was it? They were hiring, the name of the person they were hiring for." I said, "I I didn't ask because I was nervous, still wet behind the ears. I wasn't always completely qualifying people." Did you not get him in? And um, they went, <laughs> I didn't get a mint, I didn't get a mint, I quit. I love the fact you're like Pavlov. Every the time end. you do something, you're your fucking mint. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was another one of the other slaves there who was giving me a mint. We were yeah. like, just anyway, and the geezer went, well, that was fucking stupid. I said, okay, cool. He said, I want you to call them back because I want you to tell me who it is that they've done it for because then I'm going to phone them back and say they didn't get that job and I'm going to fill that position. That's that's when you do the Joe Pesci with the phone and smash it over his head. (laughs) Mate, I'll tell you what, I went, I'm not doing that. And I went home that night and I looked at the fact that the thing I enjoyed was, was the mint. Despite they were earning like, honestly, they were earning like 14 grand a month and, and, and that's... For like someone who's 21, that's an insane amount of money. Yeah. And I was just like, I'm going to blur that line between who I am and I'm going to become those guys if I if I say no. So I went in the next day and just said, sorry, lads, I can't, can't, you know, be such cunts. That's fucking mad, isn't it? Why could you act like ethics? How could you? Yeah, but they, they live soulless fucking lives. Like, you know, they go home and probably get a lob on about how big their fucking TV is. And like, and they're the people that are probably fucking being total cunts to people in fucking restaurants because their food ain't coming quick enough. Yeah. You know, people like that, if you've got, if if you're starting, if every day you're going to work and you've left your fucking morals and ethics at home and you're just doing that vile fucking stone cold hard selling, just, man, that's dark. I don't like shit like that. No. Like, I understand everyone has to earn a living, but 
for the sake of just being for greed, like just don't fucking sell your soul and shit like that. Like I'm not no. not down with that at all. Deep man, we've got very deep, haven't that's we? Right. That's so, lager, which is what <laughs> so he started. Oh, yeah, no, I wanted to get. I quite enjoy it. You yeah, want no, to try a lager bottle, but yeah. on the lager front, it is it is a fucking cornerstone of a the, the you know an alcoholic diet, isn't it? Really, for when you start out as a lad, a lot of the main one is lager because well, it's kind of quite one, cheap. The easiest one to mix lager. From you, for your parents, the easiest yeah, one to swipe and, and is because there's always something I'll to go with it. And that's, the fir- that's also the first one that the old man's going to go, do you want to have an half a lager? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Or your granddad's mm. going to give you like, you know, a little fucking cheeky bottle of lager or something. Do you know what mm. I mean? It's like, mm. but I'm I'm not down with cans of lager. Like, it's something about them that just... Like, I only had to put cans on there because of Red Stripe. Yeah, that's the only reason I had to specify. One of my bestest memories is 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 the is the can of red stripe. The can of the can of red stripe is something that I think has has only only ever been tied in with positive things for me. Yeah, Yeah. ever at the the, pink toothbrush. It's at the toothbrush. We sell red stripe, and we sold until about three years ago, which no one ever sells. And I don't even know. It was maybe a bit before your time, and I'm sure you can still get it. It's Breaker. Okay. Oh, and yeah, I've, I've I've seen posters of Breaker, and it's a so. it's a odd lager, and but it was synonymous with that place. Yes. Um, but I want to go back to um, the little bottles that we were talking about, the little dinky ones that you get when you do a day trip to France. Yeah. San Omer. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever done the Hundred Club? I'm I'm not good enough drinker. Right, right. This is a um, well, you are because you've drunk me fully under the table a couple of times. Ed, we'll, we'll talk about them at other points. Well, we'll talk about them on the show. Yeah. Is that what what a hundred shots a beer? Yeah. Is that hundred beers? Mm. I have never done on, it on the minute. I've never on done the minute. it. Centurion Challenge is what it is was called. called? Uh, like, well, look, at, at uni, that's what it was called, and I thought it was fucking loopy. And I've seen some horrible things happen afterwards. That's a podcast. Grab a shot glass. Yeah. If you, yeah, I would, I would recommend doing that as a podcast. That Um, will be an interesting podcast. Drink responsibly, kids. Um, But um, yeah, that that I've I've done that twice, and that's fucking dark. That is because you you get your your shot of beer and you neck it, and you're like, "Hmm." and then fucking come on, and like, and then that you wait for that minute, then you, and all of a sudden you think. I've been doing this for 15 minutes and I'm already looking at four empty cans of lager. And now really? And, well, yeah, you start to realise how quickly you drink copious amounts of booze. And then all of a sudden, you're like, you neck your shot and it's like, drink, what? And it's like, it comes around so fucking quick. And obviously you are... When was the last time you've done it? Oh, fucking hell. 15 years ago. Yeah. I think right. it's, uh... When he cut that geezer up. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I, oh, God. No, years and probably about mid nineties. So that's probably a lot longer than fifteen years. But uh, yeah, well, have you done it recently? No, I've, 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 um, I've never done it. And, yeah, and I, I do this because, uh, well, I've never done it because when I was at uni or when I was living in Loughborough, yeah, I was never really a drinker, and I, and I couldn't do it. But I was friends with people that did do it, and I was friends with people that did the, you know, let's go sit on a bench in the middle of the. What our um what our halls were and yeah. do a bottle of gin and all those kinds of guys yeah. and all that and you, I was you sort knew of on, Craig then basically I was like, yeah basically I was I was friends with lots of Craigs yeah um <laughs> and yeah it was just something that I I always looked at with a kind of I think awe is the wrong word 
and I think that maybe disapprovingly. yeah, disapprovingly, <laughs> I think I'll go. I, I think that's a, that's appropriate. But I always feel as though it was something that was maybe a little bit above me. But you know, I'm older now. Have it's you... uh, cheers, mate. It could be something that I'll be um, be willing to explore. I'm Who knows? Like I'm a, a, an avid follower of drinking games. I'm mm. really not. Um, I can't remember the last time I done a drinking game. Um, that's a lie. I went camping about three weeks ago and played beer pong, but I'd never played that before and uh, oh, quite enjoyed that. Beer pong's good crack. Yeah, it's really yeah, fun. Yeah, beer pong's good crack. Um, what's the one they do in... Is that an actual game, the one they do in the in-betweeners? What one's that? Something something voodoo warrior or something no, like that. I, where I they, think that's just more of a chant. And I think right. that there's lots of different chants. Like, um, so, what's the fucking song? It's like an 80s soul song. The na 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 na. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, nah. So okay, that's one. And you got to do a pint while people are singing that. Yeah, and I think that down it, down it, Zulu warrior, or that was whatever. It, that was it, it, something yeah, on yeah, them yeah, lines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's just a that's just a chance of thought. Like it's a it's basically all um formed under the umbrella of peer pressure. Yeah, which is which is something that gets us to do lots of um lots of stuff that we don't want to do. Lots lags, of sexy things. Lags, lots of sexy <laughs> things. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So I think the drinking games. I remember. Ring of Fire was one that was involving oh, cards yeah. and I never knew the rules so I just went along with it and ended up smashed and I think that there were just there were lots of stuff that once you're two or three beers down you you don't really know what's going on yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah, someone yeah. there's always some guy yeah. and normally he plays rugby or he's taller than you yeah. and you just sort of go along with it and I kind of knocked that all on the head when yeah. I was 20 mm. when I realised that I was you know my own man and Mm. And I could get pissed the way that I wanted to. But I think a lot of rugby think... players don't knock that on the head at 20. No, they don't. They don't. No. And they, they, they're, they're a fan of the digestive. So um, <laughs> they, 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 keep that, they keep that going as well. But, you know, they're the ones that we hark back to that wear the, the stag T-shirts with people's faces All on their fronts. All day long. Yeah. All day long. <laughs> they're good fun. Right. Uh, is, there a, your... is, there a, is there a beer or bottle of beer that is, uh, holds, is, a, is a good place for you, Stu? Right. Okay. So I remember when I was quite young, like... And on a Thursday night, we'd go cheesy clubbing because we'd always got all the alternative nights and indie yeah. clubs and stuff like that in the early 90s. But on a Thursday night, there Pop was... Put your shoes on, would you? And, uh, and I would put... No, trousers. Oh, yeah. Well, it was shoes then. and trousers. And it was tuck then. your shirt in. Both. Yeah. 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 You no, always got to put trousers on. No, no I, I untucked my shirt... And, uh, and uh, yeah, because you couldn't polish. I had fucking tiny little dreadlocks. I, you can't polish that turd. Do you know what I mean? I looked oh, a fucking state. Well, uh, um, probably better than I, now. But I remember like all the. I just remember lads in fucking shirts and trousers and shoes, all looking very smart and that. Wait, where'd you go? Pizzazz. Pizzazz. Like, um, I miss this era. Right, the era of clubs called pizzazz and things like that. I mean, when, when, I mean, the I, 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 I like done blush. the reunion for it on on Saturday. You know, I I put together reunions for the club that I never enjoyed. It was it was to me <laughs> Thursday nights was you went there to try and pull a bird. It was as simple mm. as that. You know, they had a little session at about quarter to one where they play Step On by the Mondays, Fool's Gold, and I'm Free by the Soup Dragon. Other than that, it was all fucking. <laughs> Finally, by CC Peniston, and in, let's talk about sex, fucking salt and pepper, and, and then Charles like and Eddie at the end of the night. Oh, it's a tune. That is a big one. No, that will that will that will live forever. That song. Uh, um, the first signing that was to, um, I think it was Atlantic. Uh, first, like um, 
sign of the Atlantic Records or something like was that for, for a long time. Was it Atlantic or was it Motown? I said that. Like, I would have funded the care. next but, five uh, years, wouldn't it? But yeah, uh, what for, he's, I think Eddie's dead. Charles still alive. Right, but hey, he's a fucking that is a proper little pop tune that mm. I like that one. Um, but all the lads would drink bottles of Bud, and I know that we've had a tin of Bud Light since we got here, and you've mm. been very gracious to bring it. But I could never drink a bottle of Bud. I just think it is a a, a nothing beer. Bud's it, it's weird. Like Bud Light, we got given a load by some supplier or something for full for July and yeah. you know yeah. go America and all yeah. that, and um. Budweiser, not a fan. Bud Light, not a bad. Yeah, no, not, it was not a bad. It's not right. a bad tin. It goes yeah. down easily and it's inoffensive, yeah. but it's still got at least something. Yeah. You, Whereas in Bud it? is very plain. Have you yeah. ever had it in the aluminium can? Like the aluminium we bottle. Just I'm, I'm yeah. gonna say, oh, no, 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 sorry, in bottle, mean, uh, no, 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 I've had Heineken. I've had Heineken in Vegas. In Vegas, no, that's it. That's it. We were always drinking them in Vegas, and they're awesome. You just like lording around. Big tops, aren't they? The big screw tops. Yeah, amazing. good. In Dubai at the Sevens, there was one year where they did all the all the aluminium bottles of Heineken. So add it there. Keep it colder for longer. It does keep it colder for longer. Heineken in Vegas as well. Oh, was it? Yeah. Okay, fine. Yeah. And and Bud Light as well. But um. But yeah, um, I never understood Bud. And I remember at the time, I don't even know if it still exists, but Michelob. Uh, still going. That, is it? Still no going. way, because Michelob yeah, yeah, yeah. is my favourite bottle beer ever. I'd love to try but it again. And I've, I've not seen I've it, it for years. years. Michelob years. now, I'm pretty sure, I'm not sure what company it's owned by. It might be AB InBev or someone like that, but it's still produced on a small run. Mate. Oh, the, really? brewery, the original brewery is still going, but it's, that only, is it's the... owned by... AB and Bev or Miller or something. I'm not sure. But uh, yeah, that is Michelob the best, is still definitely. Easily the definitely best bottled lager I've ever used to drink it. I think about three years ago. Drinking right. in a it's still it's, it's still exactly the same. I remember yeah. it's um there was a so I used to work in this bar in Loughborough and um he used to get all this dodgy shit in. Like it was one of those places that it wasn't Smirnoff, it was like Snurnoff with yeah, an yeah, 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 and yeah. all that shite. And um it was uh, and it was places like that where all of a sudden like a crate of Mets would turn up or, you know, M G D and yeah, it's yeah, sort of yeah. all that kind of stuff. And it was he was one of those guys that knows a guy that knows the truck that's about to dump a yeah, load yeah, of shit yeah, on the yeah, side yeah. of the A six and he go and pick it up. And yeah, I, I, I had it there. Um, and then I had it, yeah, about three years ago in a little bar up on uh, up on St John's Hill in in uh, in London. But yeah, I mean, I, I think I'll, I'll find if it, if it's your favourite beer, I will get you some you easily. Me? I, will, I will find. I'll get That's some in the, the fridge logo. next time you come round, mate. But That'd genuinely, I have not had it for ten years now. No, I don't think so. I I've been through a whirlwind. Of, my, my tastes have changed. I've had a lot more. So I wonder if when I go back to it. I'll still hold it. And I'm sure there'll still be a nostalgia thing. It's like with a lot yeah. of things like taste. It's it's all the it's, you know I call it the mm. ratatouille thing. You know at the end of that film when he has that ratatouille. Not yeah, say, not his it. childhood. It's yeah. you know it's the same with a beer. Right. You, you'll still get something out of it even if it's not. Well, you you know you brought over bottles of Modelo as well. It's a quality mm. beer. And it's I the it's the classy man's that. Corona. Right. Well, I <laughs> right. I only had that the first time. Um, I wasn't in your establishment in Shoreditch. I was next door at the diner. Yes. In Shoreditch. Good company, that. And They're the Camden Brewery people. Right. Yeah. I didn't know and that. And they've just recently been bought out, so I'm pretty sure he's living in like the Seychelles now or somewhere. Oh, but lovely. Yeah, but no, the diner is Camden Camden Brewery. Lovely food. Yeah. We went in there for a, just a dirty burger. Yeah, yeah. No, like, they're um, very good. At, it's, yeah. it's a diner. Yeah. It's, it's, it's proper. It is a diner. Great menu. 
my missus drinks Peroni, and she was like, have you got any Peroni? And they were like, no. She went, oh, what's, what might I like? And they went, try this. And, oh, my fucking life. Modelo turned up. It's proper. It, and I was like, I was driving, I was like, this is it. And I was like, whoa, that's really fucking nice. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, we come home, and we went to Sainsbury's, because not many supermarkets stock it. No. Sainsbury's does, and you walk into Sainsbury's, and... It's just beers stacked right along the fucking aisle, and there's a gap, and it's never there. Are you um you driving on Saturday? No. Are either of you driving? Is anyone driving? Is, is his brother? The, the conversation hasn't started. Is, 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 yeah. is, is Ian driving? Is there room? Because I might jump in there. I think so. It's fucking I'll, um, sweet. I'm going to be I'll leave, a, I'll, leave a, I'll leave a crate for you at the Blues in Shoreditch. Just go oh, and pick man. it up. That's yeah, that'd be fun. Bad boy. Yeah. That's amazing. Because I... Um, yeah, that's that's the only night mm. I ever drink these lizards, as the same as with Pip, like and never... with uh, and with Chris. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Are you coming down Saturday, or are you working? I'll be working on Saturday. Um, yeah, we've um, got a got a big weekend this weekend, so um, yeah, I'll, I shall be working, but I will um, I will endeavour to get to the one in August if you're doing it in town. If not, definitely in September. September, Don Letts and Huey, Fun Loving Criminals. So nice. Oh, so Huey, he DJed for me at Blues in Brixton a couple oh, of weeks really? ago. Yeah, he's he, he's got some he's got some white label stuff that is that is delightful. Um, yeah. Just just cuts. He's kind of I would um, put him in not not necessarily on the same plane as Rodigan because it's yeah. different. But yeah. in terms of music that you think you know, mm. he's got some lovely lovely stuff. Don Letts is like that as well. Yeah, really Don nice stuff. So, so September, yeah? Yeah. I will be yeah. there for that one. So yeah. before we move on, like, so if people want to come and, and say hello and, and, and come and see what you do, and I don't mean like come in and come and work with you, but if they want to come and have a party and, and, yeah. and, and say hi, where are you? So at the moment, I'm uh, running the Blues Kitchen in Brixton. Right, okay. Um it's, uh, it's, it's opposite the big Tesco, so if they need to get any fags or... Yep. Chewing gum or anything—it's it's, it's handy for that. But um, yeah, no, it's it's good fun. We've um, I've been there now since the start of June last yep. year. Was it the one in Shoreditch before, yep. which is obviously where I met you? Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it's a good crack. It's it's got a club room upstairs. We've got a good restaurant downstairs. We've got great bartenders. But at the end of the day, we're we're there. We're there for you. So whatever you want to use us for, we're 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 there for that. And um, Chris. you know. Um, well, he was down for New Year's, and yeah. he and he ended up in Heathrow. So it's um, yeah, it's, uh, it's 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 a great it's a great place for finding potential potential yeah. women Craig of the future. The new year at, uh, yeah. Yeah. Craig did, had a yeah. Craig had a great time. Craig couldn't yeah. decide what was going on. What Craig had a swivel seat, and he was just <laughs> going between bird to bird. But it was, uh, no, it was good fun. But yeah, no, look, it's uh, yeah, it's in Brixton. What come, I like about Blues Kitchen, um, when I look at the listings and such, it's not like let's just chase that pound note and put on a house nah. DJ it's soul funk yeah. you know and it's live soul well we got I mean we, time, we had the, the one nice thing that we're doing in Brixton we've we've managed to convince the Fayfets that they want to they want to do their own thing as well which is Paloma Face backing band so they, they do they do Wicked. performances from us I think that's uh, we've had them a couple of times but they're doing a residency starting from September we let Huey curate a night so when he DJs the first band that's on on that night he picks as well um, we do all the specials and stuff like that as well. I don't mean the the scar band, yeah. but we've yeah. um, we've got you know print specials and stuff like that that really allow people to listen to the music they want to listen to. It's really but taking off that, isn't it? That sort of thing. I I've think it has. Because, I think it has because of 
one nice thing about the the internet and with music and stuff now is that it's everything. You don't. Yeah. It, it ain't a case of swapping CDs and all. Yeah, yeah. You know, we've spoken before about quickly. hip hop and and all that, and you know, borrowing CDs off your mates and stuff. You can get into what you want to get into now, and with the night tube as well, especially down in you know Brixton, we're we're quite fortunate with that. Yeah, that people could travel and people can get around a lot easier. So if they really like Bowie. And they trust the Blues Kitchen because they've been to the Camden or the Shoreditch or the yeah. Brixton one and there's a Bowie special on and they've yeah. got a weekend where they're planning to have a big night out. They can come and they can enjoy it, but it's backed by a quality band. It's not yeah. just some bloke that's skinny and you know put one contact lens in that yeah. can do Starman. It's, yeah. it's, I would quite like to see that as well. Yeah, no, that's, that's good fun. You can do that actually down by the station in Brixton. There's always one guy there who dresses up like Bowie and just has photos of people. But um, yeah, that the murals there, Mural and, and, yeah. and it looks like we're getting the um, we're going to get the, the the lightning bolt. They're actually going to put in a, a piece of art, um, which really? is going to be as you come out the station across the road, where the weird incense seller is at the moment. Yeah, that's going to he well he's going to be replaced by a by an actual proper Bowie mural because usual London, you know, they had to yep. put a big screen over the front of it so people yep. don't graph it and all that stuff. So it's good fun, but yeah, no blue blues kitchen. It's I think it's a. It's a commitment from the people that set it up to actually provide something genuine. Now, there is a finite amount of space in London for somewhere that is a genuine blues oh, yeah. bar. Yeah. And you've got a place on um, Kingley Street, which does it very well. You've got Ronnie Scott's, which does great jazz and great blues. And then you have smaller places around the city that can put on blues nights. But if you're going to try and base a business around it, it's naive. It's not, yeah, it's yeah, not something yeah, you can yeah. do. So rather than being authentic to that they're authentic to providing what blues did back in the day which was some live music and mm. some soul and some empathy and, and some some real spirit and and yeah. it's um and it's nice that we can do that we've got some fantastic bands that play there regularly i don't mean weekly but regularly and mm -hmm. the ones that i enjoy the most are the brass bands and i don't know yeah. if you i don't know if you've caught a few, down yeah. Caught yeah, a few yeah. of them but it's um you know we've got bands like and they're all basically prop pun based names so you yeah, got yeah. the old dirty brastards yeah brastermind brilliant um <laughs> which are which are great um and then um we've got brass roots which yep. are which are fantastic That's they're probably the ones name. that play the most they're actually playing at my mate's wedding um next year so i'm looking forward to that and are these all kind of spurned out of the hackney colliery band or so you've got hackney colliery band haggis horns riot jazz they're all the ones that are actually doing and what's the one doing, that, i don't think they're in english a, the one that's got the, the scratch dj as well what was that one that we looked at we was going to book them aren't we well hackney colliery band do that they hackney colliery band have a dj and they do the road against the machine want. cover yeah and mm. a lot of them are doing that stuff now and obviously yeah. since yoda released the fabric live when it had the sexual healing which had the yeah. the brass mix yeah. of that yeah. that that for me was the first time that i probably became aware of essentially brass bands like my old man he's um he used to play in a marching band he was trumpeter in a marching band and stuff so there was always a a trumpet around the house and i can play one note really <laughs> yeah, well impressive. which is nice but he you know he so there's always kind of been a bit of an affinity and growing up with all the the funk and the soul and all the soul weekend and stuff and yeah. you know that that first note in funking for jamaica yeah right? i mean that is one of yeah i think yeah. that's possibly one of the best intro notes to a song if you think of an actual just an a, just one note coming in and that was beautiful and so every time i hear a brass band now it harks back to that and i think that when people come down to the venue and when they listen to these bands with their great pun names or hackney colliery band yeah. or riot jazz and stuff like that yeah. there's something that they can sort of cling on to 
not just the fact that they're doing a Beyonce cover or the fact that they're doing Pony or the fact that they're doing stuff like that. There's something that we have got at this age that we're at is that our parents were maybe into something that has allowed us to to enter into that and we accept it a little bit more. Yeah. Whereas in... It's interesting because I've done a bit of reflection recently, like thinking back to 2005, 2006, people going out, head candy, those kinds of nights, which at the time, club, all that but, uh, but at the time, that was the stuff that people were into and there was no internet, there was no willingness to, to branch out, there was no, well, not no, but there was a, you know, even bands like the Claxons and stuff like that, it was still 600 kids that all looked the same, that all shopped at the same shop. They all wore Super Dry Osaka t-shirts and stuff. And it was, you know, that that individuality hadn't really breed, breeded out into the wider community. And I think now we're very fortunate that we can all latch on to something that our, that, that our parents were into or something that we were into when we were growing up and now explore that as an adult. And, and I think it's it. I think we're in a nice place with that. And, uh, uh- I see what you're saying, but you live in London, yeah? I li- live in London, but yeah, party... And what you're exposed to club-wise in London, I get. I think... You, I you think, may see that. I think that it's... Um, I, I guess I've been fortunate in the sense that in the last four years I've been exposed to that. But having set up clubs all around the country and having had friends all around the country that now social media has brought it all in i see other places trying it and i see other places putting on shows and i see risks being taken by promoters that weren't necessarily taken years before and i think that hackney colliery band play all around the country now yeah i think that riot jazz there i mean we get them down in in blues and pay them pretty penny to do it but they they're from manchester like they 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 play or at least they're they're based up there and they play all around the country and stuff so i think that i think that we're lucky but I think I know where you're going to go with this, and I'm, I'm thinking I'm going to still agree think with there you. Is, there is that, even if you're into alternative music, a majority of people are still like, "Oh yeah, I like guitar stuff. I love it here, and I love the script, and like, and and I think even kids that are potentially into Queens of the Stone Age, maybe not Queens of the Stone Age. I use that as an example. Probably." still like Drake and probably still like um, I don't know other stuff that is playlisted commercially mm. and I think that that is reflected in their fashion that it is that kind of fashion that is Top Shop mm-hmm. which is V Festival fashion which to me DJing starting out DJing in, in the early 90s and throughout the 90s as people come through the doors of your club you could almost, it was a bit more tribal. You mm. could be like drum and bass head, or you'd be like indie kid, you know, hip hop head. And like, and even within that, there was the sub genres that you could see because people wore their colours. And, and I'm not necessarily saying they were territorial to that. You know, they would like still listen to other genres and things like that. But I think now there is just that, that genre that I brought up on listening on YouTube and listening on Spotify and constantly being detracted by that little thing down the right hand side saying you might like this you might like this yeah, yeah, yeah like completely this. and like we've, I've ranted about it so many times on this podcast but I do I do think it is it is a thing and I think that Topshop make nice clothes and, and people always look nice when they go out but it's quite generic and I mm. think that a lot of fashion now 
is pretty safe and lends itself to all genres. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, completely. Kind of. I think what no, it I'm... is, is that you're, you're trapped in the past. I think what I'm hearing <laughs> mainly, <laughs> mainly is that... No, I like how Let me get back to... Let me get back to 90s. Let me no, get back no, to no, the not 90s. at all. Not at all, because... Like, I'm I, joking, I'm joking. Because I don't like how contrived things are and, and how... When something is slightly exciting, because it's crying out for something exciting, it gets jumped on straight away. Like, dubstep was a fucking really interesting and exciting mm. genre you know mm-hmm. and and you'd go to uh, plastic people yeah and yeah. you know what what fucking mad little thing they created there wicked. and you know and it all grew out of pirate radio and and it was brilliant and exciting and then all of a sudden people were like oh there's something different that people are listening to right ministry of sample at a dubstep album and then all of a sudden Katy Perry's got dubstep remixes. It does, does happen though, doesn't it? Like, it you, know, you know, hardcore breakbeat, hardcore, you know, the underground, that, that, it all happens to that, that all died. But and I think that, do you not think that with the, um, with that and dubstep's a great example because dubstep come along and, I, God, I despised it. I was running drum and bass nights at yeah. the time and I despised it. Mm. But, the evolution of that and that period was around sort of 2006, seven, when it was not in a pirate radio in Croydon, yeah, yeah, but yeah, when yeah. it had come into, you know, Casper yeah. and Rusko yeah, and yeah, 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 yeah. Plastician and all that kind of yeah. stuff. And the evolution of the internet come along with it. Like I knew iPhone or the first iPhone come out not long yep. after that. And so that little bit that you were referencing on the right hand side, you might like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That got smarter as this all evolved and as all this came together. So I think that, that sort of period of of, of um, swapping CDs that yep. we were referencing earlier, and then before that, the tribal aspect of it all just got dissolved into this but into I, this access to information. Skynet. If you have to put a bit of work in to find a little gem, mm-hmm. you're going to love it that bit yeah. more. If but do you think put, people are willing to put the work in? No, there, there's the problem. No, exactly. People used to wear adamant, full on. Makeup yeah. used to wear the jackets, used to go full tilt and commit themselves to that new romantic stuff every day. Now they're not even willing mm. to find a find something that suits them. They they want to they they're trying to fit in rather than them trying to be themselves. Yeah, because they're getting fed to, and I think that that's it. That's again consumerism getting yeah. told. You know, getting they realise the power of advertising now and how quickly we can advertise, and that's what happens. And yeah. there are huge disadvantages from that. Which, if if, which, if which just through your buying habits, your listening habits. You know, the internet's a clever thing, you know. All of a sudden, all your social media, it's, it's giving you heads up on, on, and feeding you what they think you're going to like. And to ignore that and go, no, I'm going to I'm gonna go and find something that's really cool, it involves a bit of time and work. And everything's so easily done now. Everything is so on your phone, on your on your PC. on your, You know, it's all just fed to you. You don't, uh, you don't earn it. You don't value it as much. But I we, have I think, been, I we have been over this. I'm just conscious on, on the podcast of going back over this territory again of that cyclical music, yeah, pop. Yeah. So I'll talk about another consumer. drink. Well, I was thinking, we're, 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 we're 120 in. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we have a little slash. Yeah. We don't have to all together, but I suggest we do. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then, um, yeah, and then we come back at it with uh, we've number three. Done, we've only Let's... done number one of your We've, done, we've, done, we've, done, we've done fives done... and fours. We haven't done the second four, but we can tie that into four. Oh, shit, four. No, 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 four and three can actually tie in quite nicely because they're both pricks. So, <laughs> <laughs> we'll, 
we can we can do it all together. Well, why don't you sure? Okay, all right. If let's we're do one that. Minute, one hour twenty in, we need to shut up. Well, yeah, we we, we 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 we'll be fine. I mean, yeah. I'm having fun. Right, Are you guys having fun at home? <laughs> no, don't care. <laughs> That's not creepy. It hasn't, it hasn't stopped us in the past. Okay, so we will catch you probably tomorrow. We'll release it the day after what you're yep. listening this to um, for more of Ed's uh, two top fives. Hope you have fun. Bye. I, I don't get why the word yummy is so frowned upon and why Ed had to bring it up straight away. But there you go. Um, that's end of part one, folks. By now, I'm sure you're listing all the sort of dickheads that you've met out um, or that you've seen or you've actually realised that you are that dickhead. Um, let's hear what your uh, top five, um, you know, most difficult customers are if you if you work, obviously, within the services sector or indeed something similar. Um, and also what your top five drinks are and why. Um, I'd love to hear what you what you guys are saying out on on, on the the wonderful world of Instagram and Twitter this week. Thanks again for listening. We say this all the time, but it, we we always will do, and that's we're really grateful for um, you guys listening to um, us two pricks, especially Stu. It's it's sometimes difficult to hear what he says because of the lisp, um, but. What with our advertising and sponsors now, um, we're saving up to um, for corrective surgery for his lisp. So, um, hashtag save Stu's lisp. Um, or <laughs> get rid of Stu's lisp. Um, sorry for everyone else who's got speech impediments out there. Um, we're not very we're not very nice to each other. Um, I'm, I'm rabbiting now, so we'll come back with part two. We'll catch you guys uh, very shortly. And here, um, uh, Ed's number one for customers is is, is fucking brilliant. And, uh, yeah, I think we get a little bit drink. Drunk. Drink? I'm not drunk now. Catch you next um, in a couple of days. Bye. It's a drunken soiree in the within. Chris and Stu present our core listing, the podcast. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. 
Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.